0: Today's case is the story of a young girl who walked out of her house in the middle of the night 20 years ago, and she hasn't been seen since. It's a case that has haunted a small town, a small family. I'm your host, Coy Adkins, and this is the story of Aisha Degree. Shelby, North Carolina is a small town in Cleveland County, and it's not too far from Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a town of only about 21 square miles and 20,000 people living there. And it seems like the perfect place to raise a family, which is exactly what Harold and Aquilla Degree thought. Harold and Aquilla they were married on Valentine's Day in 1988, and they had their first child, a son, named O'Brien in 1989 and their daughter Aisha was born in 1990. They lived in a small subdivision and tried to protect their children from negative influences in the world. Their lives were focused around family, church, and school. And they didn't even have a computer in the house because there were so many stories on the news about children being lured away by someone on the internet. On Sunday, February 13th, 2000, nine-year-old Aisha went to church with her brother and other relatives. That night, she and O'Brien returned home around 8 p.m. Asha and O'Brien, they shared a bedroom and shortly after they got home, they both went to bed. About an hour later, there was a car crash that knocked the power out in the neighborhood. And Around midnight, Harold arrived home from work and he checked on Aisha and O'Brien. They were both asleep in their beds and this is also about the time that the power came back on in the house. Around 2.30 in the morning on February 14th, before going to bed himself, Harold checked on the kids again, and they were both still asleep in bed. Around 5.45 that morning, Aquila woke up to start getting the kids ready for school. And she woke up a little earlier because they weren't able to get baths the night before, so she was going to get them up so that they could get a bath before school. And this was a big day for them. Not only was this Valentine's Day, but it was Aquila and Harold's wedding anniversary. Aquila started a bath for the kids, and then she went to go wake them up. She was able to wake up O'Brien, who was asleep in his bed at the time, but Aisha wasn't in hers. And Aquila started searching around the house to see if Aisha had already woken up or if she was in another room. When she didn't find her in the house, she started to check the cars in the driveway to see if maybe she went outside, but she couldn't find her. Aquila woke up Harold, and he thought that maybe Aisha went over to his mom's house, which was right across the street. So they went and they checked that house also, and when they couldn't find Aisha there, that's when full panic mode began to set in for Aquila. By 640 a.m., the first cops arrived on scene. They tried to use a canine to track for Aisha, but they didn't have any luck picking up a scent. Aquila walked through the neighborhood calling out Aisha's name. By 7, the entire neighborhood was awake and helping look for Aisha. It wasn't long before family, friends, and several members from the church was on scene to help with the search of the area and to just be there for the Degree family. Investigators went through Asha's room with Aquila. The only thing that they knew for sure was that she didn't have any of her warm clothes with her. And not only was it wintertime, but it had been raining pretty hard as well. By the end of the day, they didn't find anything that would lead to where Aisha went. But a local news station covered the disappearance and this led to the first clues in the investigation. Over the last few years, I've been writing a fictional book called One Moment, and it's now available on Amazon. It's based in St. Augustine, Florida, and it tells the story of Micah and Sarah. After spending six years in the Army, Micah returned to his hometown, Returning home was never part of his plan, but after the physical, emotional, and mental stress from war, home was the best place for him. Sarah is beginning to put her life back together after escaping an abusive marriage. At 24 years old, she's a 911 dispatcher living in St. Augustine. While she is starting to heal, she crosses paths with Micah. Immediately, there is an undeniable connection between the two of them, and they know that they were put in each other's lives for a reason. When Sarah's jealous and abusive ex-husband finds out about the new relationship, he has to get involved himself. While this puts a strain on Sarah and Micah's relationship, dark secrets begin to come out, and they learn that maybe you never truly know someone, and sometimes the best and the worst things in life can all be traced back to one moment. One Moment's available now on Amazon. It's $9.99 for a paperback copy and $2.99 for an ebook. The Amazon link is in the show notes, and if you read it, I really hope you enjoy it and please let me know what you think of it. After Harold checked on O'Brien and Aisha at 230 am, O'Brien was awoken up from hearing a squeaking sound that was coming from Aisha's bed. He didn't pay much attention to it because he figured she was just moving in the bed or getting up to use the bathroom. But now it's believed that this is when Aisha got out of bed, grabbed a backpack, and snuck out of the house. After seeing the evening news about Aisha's disappearance, two people called the police, thinking that they had seen her. One was a truck driver and the other was a guy driving in a car. Both of these sightings were on Highway 18 between 3.45 a.m. and 4.15 a.m. And they saw a girl matching Asia's description walking south on Highway 18, which south is the opposite direction from the house, and the sighting was only about a mile from where the degrees lived. The guy driving the car said that he thought it was odd to see such a small young girl walking out at that time of night alone, so he turned his car around to try and check on her. But when he did so, she ran off into the woods and he lost where she went. On February 15th, investigators found candy wrappers in a shed that was near the spot where Aisha was seen running into the woods. They also found a pencil, a marker, and a Mickey Mouse hair bow. And it was confirmed that these items did belong to Aisha. It's believed that Aisha may have used this shed to seek shelter from the rain that morning. On February 16th, Aquila noticed that there was a pair of blue jeans with a red stripe that was missing from Asia's bedroom, which was also her favorite pair of pants. Over the next week, searches were done every single day. There were about 9,000 man hours put into searching for Aisha. And most of the search focused around the 2-3 mile radius of where she was last seen by this witness running into the woods flyers with Asia's face blanketed the area. About 300 tips came in the police. Some of the tips described seeing her walking around. Some were about abandoned houses that she could be hiding in or wells that she may have fallen into and each tip was investigated and ruled out and eventually the search was called off. Even though the search was called off the investigation was far from over. Cleveland County Sheriff Dan Crawford urged the media to keep this story going so that it would be on people's minds and tips would continue to come in. The sheriff also reached out to the FBI and the North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation and they joined the case on February 22nd. While no scenario was being ruled out, investigators in this case, they didn't believe that she was abducted, well, at least not from the house. Instead, they believe that Aisha planned to run away on her own. This theory was based off of the things that was missing from her room, the two witnesses that saw her walking alone, and also every door in the degree home was locked. and there were no signs of forced entry on any door or window. Now, Aisha wasn't the typical runaway kid. An expert from the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children pointed out that most runaway kids are at least 12 years old and Asha was only nine. An FBI agent also didn't think that there was much of a reason for Asia to run away. Most kids that run away from home when it's such an early age, they come from a dysfunctional family. They suffer from abuse and neglect. But that didn't seem to be the case in Aisha's disappearance. She came from a good home. Her parents were good people. The night before she went missing... Before bed she was laughing and talking. The only time that she was upset recently was a few days before she went missing when she lost a basketball game, but that still wasn't a major issue. While investigators didn't think that she was abducted from her house, they did believe that foul play was involved, but the theory was more so that she walked out of the house on her own and then she was abducted while she was walking. Aisha's case was in the national media within a month, including being covered on The Montel Williams Show, The Oprah Winfrey Show, and America's Most Wanted, in attempts to bring attention to Aisha's case. On August 3rd, 2001, a construction project was underway off of Highway 18 in Burke County, which was about 26 miles north of Shelby. During this construction, a worker found a black plastic bag Inside the black plastic bag was Asia's backpack, which had her name and phone number on it. Inside the backpack was a book by Dr. Seuss called Elegants Pool and a t-shirt for the band New Kids on the Block. Investigators confirmed with the Degree family that the book and the t-shirt did not belong to Aisha. The FBI took all the items back to their headquarters to be processed by a forensics team. As of now the results of the test have not been made public, so it's unknown if there was any DNA evidence or any other type of evidence that was obtained. And that was back in 2001. As of July of 2020, that backpack is the only evidence that has been found in this case. In 2004, an inmate in the Cleveland County Jail gave investigators a tip that Asia may have been buried in Lawndale, North Carolina which is a smaller town that's also within Cleveland County. The sheriff's office began digging around the area that the inmate described, and they did come across bones. But after further testing and investigating, the bones were confirmed to be from an animal. Then, in 2015, the Cleveland County Sheriff's Office, the FBI, and the North Carolina Bureau of Investigation put together a team of investigators to re-examine Asha's case. According to the FBI's website, since then they have investigated over 350 new leads while a lot of these leads led to dead ends there was one that may be crucial to this investigation and finding out what happened to asia all right so i'm comfortable saying that coffee is an addiction to me most days i at least have two cups Recently, I've been trying several different brands and flavors, and I came across Barney's Coffee & Tea Company. Barney's is a small coffee company based out of Orlando, Florida, and they produce some really amazing coffee flavors, including my personal favorite, which is Creamy Buttery Caramel. If you'd like to try some coffee from Barney's, you can order it through Amazon, and the Amazon link is in the show notes and just a heads up it is an affiliate link which means that i may receive a small commission from amazon if you purchase anything but it is no extra cost to you and the money would go to helping out this show and on top of that you get some really amazing tasting coffee now back to the show in 2016 the fbi reported that they located a witness who saw a girl that looked very similar to Aisha on the morning that Aisha disappeared. When the witness saw the girl she was getting into a dark green 1970s model car that's believed to either be a Lincoln Continental mark IV or a Ford Thunderbird and the vehicle also had rust on the rims and there's a few things that stand out about this. For one where has this witness been for the last 16 years? Then, if this tip is true, and Aisha was willingly getting into a car, could it have been someone that she knew? She ran away from the first motorist who turned around to check on her that morning. So why is she now getting into a car? While this case has baffled investigators, family members, and the small community of Shelby for 20 years, Aquila isn't giving up hope on her daughter. Aquila and Harold believe that Aisha could still be alive, and that's very much a possibility. As we've seen in recent years, most notably in the Ariel Castro case, sometimes people can be abducted and held for years before they're able to escape or be rescued. While holding on to hope, Aquila and Harold still live in the same house, and as long as Aisha is missing, they will never move, just in case Aisha is able to return home one day. There's currently a $45,000 reward for any information that could lead to the arrest and conviction of anyone involved in Aisha's disappearance. The FBI is encouraging anyone with any information, no matter how big or small, to speak with them. And You can submit a tip through the FBI website, which is linked in the show notes. And this brings us to a conclusion of this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Crime Nerds. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Crime Nerds Podcast.